0: You're listening to the Angry Mason, building a hot shit podcast brick by brick. I'm your hot shit host, Angry Mason Ryan, and here's my podcast partner,
1: Angry Mason Dan. Ryan, it's Angry Mason, episode 17, and buddy, I'm on the road coming to you from the heart of the polar vortex, Chicago, Illinois who did you piss off to be sent to Chicago this time of year? (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, I believe I've made a poor career choice uh, because uh, that's my job. I have to go where I'm needed. And uh, unfortunately, my boss decided I should go to Chicago while she goes to Orlando.
0: Yeah, that's okay. You'll be going to Orlando in um, August.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how things go. Well, I'll tell you, Ryan, I arrived here... Actually, the morning after the record-setting negative 25 degrees. Uh, So when I got here, it was a nice balmy negative 6. Balmy, huh? Yeah. And by balmy, I mean um, it was like a polar vortex bomb because uh, even walking out of Chicago's O'Hare Airport, uh, my entire face and uh, lips were frozen in a matter of seconds. It uh, It was pretty awful for a guy who was born and raised in South Florida. Just for your own sake, uh, avoid saying the word "bomb" when you go back to O'Hare. <laughs> I wasn't talking about a bomb. I just meant I had to take a dump in the toilet, and man, I'm going to drop a bomb on this place. <laughs> yeah, avoid that exactly. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm. You know what? I'm just going to make a mental note of that. Going through security, uh, eliminate the word "bomb" from my vocabulary. Thank you, Ryan. So, uh, so yeah, I, I arrived here to some uh, some horrific cold. Uh, and Ryan, it kind of went downhill after that. I'm afraid. Oh, it got worse. Oh, <laughs> it did. It did. Uh, first of all, I was not prepared for the amount of ice and uh, horrible uh, weather going on. And uh, you think I would have known from all the news that I should have dressed appropriately? Uh, but my shoes weren't prepared, and uh, within the second day, I slipped on some black ice and fell smack on my back. Uh, I just got a huge bruise. It was pretty bad. Dan, don't be racist. Well, uh, it got even worse after that, Ryan. Really? Yeah, uh, because uh, I decided I would uh, sample some local Chicago cuisine uh, and then ended up with uh, the worst case of food poisoning I've had in my life.
0: Oh, man. Was it like that time I went uh, to Abu Dhabi and ate Kentucky fried chicken out of a tent in the desert? Uh, I don't know how bad it was, but if it was as bad as this, then I pity you, my friend. I was much younger and uh, drunker then. No, I'm kidding. I wasn't
1: drunker. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't find that that is even possible. Well, uh, unfortunately, I've had food poisoning when I was younger and uh, and recovered pretty quickly. But now that I'm in, I'm officially in my mid-40s as of last month, uh, the recovery has taken quite a few days, still not quite feeling myself, but... Uh, That's enough about me. How's your week been, Ryan? Uh, Same old, same old. I got, uh, you
0: know, some not great news today. Uh, That's something I'll say for our next episode, which is going to be our uh, Valentine's Day podcast. Cheap plug. Uh, So Mm. tune in for that
1: and you can hear all about my love life as it were. Well, I can't wait. I'm waiting. uh, I mean, we're we're all waiting with bated breath to hear about your love life, Ryan. Uh, but I can tell everybody we've got some special surprises and a special honorary Mason lined up for our show for Valentine's day next week. And it's a lady.
0: She's a lady. Oh, 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 She's a lady. Talking
2: about. (laughs)
1: Yes, that's right. And and no, it's not your mom. No, no,
0: no. Even though she would be Mm -hmm. welcome. um, I don't Mm -hmm. know if she'd want to be on. Mm. Is she uh, speaking to you after looking up Bukaki last week? Yeah, you know, I
1: I haven't talked to her since, so maybe. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, let's hope she uh, took your advice and did not go and Google that uh, right after that segment. I thought I stressed that as hard as I could. Mm, Yeah, well, uh, let's just hope she took your advice and and leave it at that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, with that being said, uh, let's go ahead and uh, jump into our first segment today, a little bit of wacky news. Ryan, our first story comes from Florida, and no, it's not a Florida man, it's a Florida woman. Uh, Is that any better now? I mean, come on, first of all,
0: it's 2019, you know, we need to have, like, some uh, uh, equity? No, equality? Yes. Yeah, I think that's the word you're looking for. (laughs) Yeah. So, Florida man, Florida woman should be interchangeable at this point, because girl power.
1: Well, Ryan, uh, this time it doesn't come from the trailer park, but a respected member of the community, a city commissioner in Madeira Beach. Huh. You know what? I'm not sure where that is. I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark and say the panhandle. Um, I think you might be right, Ryan. Uh, I'm not familiar with it either. Uh, But this one uh, involves uh, Nancy Oakley, a city commissioner in Madeira Beach. Uh, and apparently uh, she'd been doing a little bit of drinking uh, at an official get together and uh while there um she walked up to one of her one of her political rivals and proceeded to lick him from Adam's apple uh, all the way up the side of his face uh to his forehead. Oh wow, how long did she hover around the orifices? Does it say? <laughs> Oh, let me see. Uh, no, don't see any details here about orifices, Ryan, uh, but uh, apparently when the Ethics Commission looked into these allegations, uh, several bystanders offered sworn testimony uh, backing up uh, the fact that Oakley had licked people's faces in public without their consent, despite her numerous denials.
0: Uh, I mean, is that a sign that a woman likes you? Uh, I I mean, it's been a while for me. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Uh, Ryan, I'm going to say that usually, you know, it it probably would. uh, But having a a late middle-aged city commissioner uh, just sort of walk up and stare at you drunkenly and then begin licking your face is probably going to be disturbing for just about anybody.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Mm Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so a, a commission went and looked into this because, uh, you know, it's an official thing there at the city of Madeira Beach. And a uh, administrative law judge says the act of licking a person on the face and neck is too unusual to be contrived by multiple witnesses and multiple victims. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently this commissioner uh, was fined $5,000 and publicly censured by the government for, uh, for the by the governor, rather, for inappropriate behavior. Uh, she has decided to resign. Yeah, that's one of those things where
0: I wouldn't believe it
1: unless I saw
0: it. Like, I'm not sitting at my computer thinking, "Huh, what's some fucked up shit I can write about?"
1: Oh, here's a woman licking a guy's face for no apparent reason. Only in Florida, Ryan. Only in Florida could an elected official uh, end up uh, resigning because they decided to go and lick their opponent's face. It just, uh, it's just one more thing that's uh, put a put a black eye on Florida. What I really want to know
0: a black eye and blue balls. But what I really want to know <laughs> is what was she drinking because I am definitely serving that at my next party.
1: Uh it, it doesn't say here but it was a beachside gathering. Uh so you know I bet it was some sort of tropical drinks or something like that. Uh you know, piña colada, those, uh, margarita, something like that. Those rum runners, they'll they'll get you. They'll sneak up on you. Apparently they, they will. Start
0: looking faces.
1: <laughs> well, Ryan, Uh, Our next story comes from jolly old England. Ah, the land of the rising sun. (laughs) I'm not sure if that's accurate, but okay. Uh, Apparently a burglar in the UK uh, broke into a funeral parlor uh, and uh, began rummaging around, opening up several coffins, including, Ryan, I want to say that of a baby. So this is a real sick person here. uh, Before having sex with one of the corpses, when the uh, police showed up, Apparently, the man had been drinking vodka uh, and smoking an artificial form of cannabis. When the cops asked what he was doing, he said, I bet you think I've been shagging them, don't you? Oh, my God. This is why you stay away from that
0: salvia, kids. They'll you know, have you walk by a morgue and think, oh, I'm just going to pop in for a cold one.
1: <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know, uh, I-, I used to know a guy down in South Florida who was a big fan of that flaca, uh, and uh ah. See, this is what happened. Was it Sammy from Miami? Uh, yeah, I think it was one of his friends who liked to wipe his ass with a bag of Skittles all the time. You never know. Maybe uh, you keep smoking that flacca, you're going to end up in a uh, in a funeral home having sex with corpses. If
0: you aren't already eating someone's face off, because that happened twice in Florida.
1: It did. Yes. Uh, yes, it did. Well, uh, this one was in England. So come, on down
0: to, come on down to Florida. Bring your kids. Uh, we got Disney World and Flacca.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good tourist slogan. They should go ahead and make a commercial out of that. How they haven't yet is beyond my comprehension. It's true. It's true. Well, uh, that story's pretty disturbing, Ryan. So let's move on to the next one. This one uh, actually comes from India. Ah, uh, the city of lovers. Uh,. Again, not sure how accurate that is, but we're going to go ahead and go with it. Uh, uh, This one is about a man named Raphael Samuel, and uh, he's a 27-year-old from Mumbai, and he describes himself as an anti-natalist, Ryan, uh, and he's about to sue his parents for giving birth to him. Wait, what? That's right. Uh, He claims that uh, his parents gave birth to him, quote, without his consent. Wait, what? Apparently, as an anti-Natalist thinks, it's selfish for parents uh, to bring children into the world facing the problems that there are. Uh, Apparently, he thinks his parents are so selfish that he's going to sue them in court uh, just to make a statement. He says he has a great, amazing relationship with his parents, uh, but that uh, the pressure in India to have children is just too much. And so uh, he's trying to disrupt their culture by proving that it's unfair to children to have them in the first place how the fuck are you supposed to get consent? First off,
0: I mean, who do you go? Who do you appeal to? I want. Uh, okay, you know what? I promise not to get political, but for all of you, uh, you know, quote unquote, pro-lifers, this this happens. This
1: happens. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, he he said the the child itself is a one of the parents. And a good parent puts the child above its needs. Uh, and needs. Uh, and he started his own slogan, hashtag parents are hypocrites. Yeah, you
0: know what uh, this child needs is a good beating about the face, breast, chest, neck, and head.
1: Well, uh, he says, uh, we're a group of people who've decided not to re- reproduce. We are child-free Indians. And, uh, and I have to say, uh, for this man, it's probably a good idea. You know, something tells me that that's not entirely voluntary on his part. <laughs> Do you think he's like an Indian version of one of those incels that they're always talking about here, who who just can't get uh, a woman to be interested in him? So he's decided, oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, he, he's just decided that uh, it's everyone else's fault and not his.
0: Well, you know, there's I looked it up today. There's one point three three nine billion people in India, so yeah, you're gonna get a couple wacky
1: ones every once in a while. It's just the law of averages. Now, you would think with a uh, place as overpopulated as India, they would be uh, encouraging people to have less children and not more. So maybe he's on to something. Um, he's on
0: something. Yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> well, um, and you know what he's out of? What's that?
1: He's out of the will. He's out. Of, he's right out that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I, think you, I think you could be right, Ryan. Yeah, uh, I think that's probably true. Well, well Ryan, uh, speaking of being on something – This last story uh, comes from good old San Diego, California. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I've uh, been there. It seems that 19-year-old Daniel Bennett was arrested on February 4th after a homeowner on Matlock Road spotted Bennett attempting to break in through her kitchen window. The homeowner screamed and Bennett fled the scene. Uh, Sheriff's deputies later uh, caught up with the man riding his bicycle nearby, identified him. When he was arrested, Ryan, this is the odd part. He was carrying a taser, a pair of hairstyling scissors, a pack of razor blades, and quote a large rubber sex toy with a tube attached to it. What do you think he was doing with that stuff, Ryan? I don't know,
0: but I don't know how my masturbation journal leaked online. Um, <laughs> that's my bad I gotta gotta find where it went, and uh it won't happen
1: again. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, thanks a lot for that, Ryan. Well, uh, it looks like uh, Bennett, uh, it's not his first run-in with the law. In 2018, he was arrested for breaking into a barn stall and sexually molesting a horse. Wait, was it with a sex toy or with, you know what? I think I don't want to (laughs)
0: know. Actually, no, I do want to
1: yeah uh it doesn't say here Ryan, but uh does it does it really matter uh I mean, I'm just happy here that this story takes place in California and isn't yet another Florida man trying to have sex with a horse Well, yeah, it matters. I gotta update my masturbation journal now. oh Jesus, you know what Ryan uh, let's go ahead and move on uh and talk for the last time this season a little bit about football. Ryan, what the fuck was that Super Bowl?
0: Oh, my God. It was the lowest rated Super Bowl in 10 years, and it was just awful. I mean, who, God damn it, who wants to see the goddamn
1: Patriots in any more fucking Super Bowls? Well, not only did your worst case scenario come true, and thanks a lot, Ryan, for tempting fate with that by the way. But to me, this is what you get when two teams that don't really deserve to be in the Super Bowl end up there uh, by a whole series of poor officiated games. All I know is uh,
0: my prediction is probably true. And on uh, Monday, Tom Brady was sticky as hell.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Did you did you see that uh, photo, Ryan, of him kissing the uh, Patriots owner? I mean, that was thoroughly disturbing.
0: Well, I mean, you want a little romance in your Bukkake sessions. I mean, do you? Do, do you really? I mean, I've never been at the
1: center of one, but I hear that maybe. Um, let's move on. All I'm saying is the only thing more disturbing than see the Patriots coast to another easy victory was uh, watching two grown men kiss after the Super Bowl. I did not need to see that. So uh, thanks a lot, Tom Brady and the Patriots, for scarring me for life. Hey, hey, don't be all, you know, (laughs) Brady-phobic. Yeah, sorry, didn't mean to do that. So uh, there's also a little bit of Miami Dolphins news. Uh, I have to say one thing I was impressed about in that Super Bowl was the uh, Patriots defense. Those guys uh, really shut down the Rams, uh, who throughout the year had one of the better ranked offenses in the NFL. And this is despite the fact that they really don't have any big names on their defense. Oh, uh, that is true. And, uh, I mean, they don't really have many big names on their
0: offense either. They just scheme well and get it done and, uh, get the benefits of all the calls and probably cheated. And
1: well, they've got Tom, uh, they've got, uh, uh, Tom Brady there, you know, and we all know about him. And then they had Edelman who had a great game, but, uh, who's already been caught before for juicing up. So, uh, I mean, it just par for the course that of course, one of the Patriots players is juicing.
0: I mean, sure. Yeah. They have six
1: titles but they're all tarnished. They're all tainted. Yes, there's definitely a big asterisk next to all of those titles and next to all of Tom Brady's records. Uh, And I don't think it's just Dolphins fans who feel that way. It's pretty much everyone in the league who's not a Patriots fan. Well, uh, maybe a little bit of those cheating winning ways will rub off on the Dolphins because now they've hired away Brian Flores, a 15-year veteran, Of the Patriots organization Who's been their defensive coordinator And uh, Ryan, he was responsible for that masterful game plan That shut the Rams down in the Super Bowl So uh, I have to say that uh, It's got to be a little promising, right? I
0: just hope that Belichick Taught him to cheat better than he Taught all of his other assistants Who went
1: on to head coaching jobs Well, uh, you know, the one thing I'll say is Those other assistants did not spend 15 years With the Patriots Uh, So I'm hoping that uh, Flores is the exception and uh, finds a little bit of success. The Dolphins did sign him to a five-year guaranteed contract. And, of course, as we discussed before, uh, the rumor is they're looking into tanking this year to try to improve their draft prospects. Well, you know what? It's, it's not tanking if you're losing legitimately, which
0: they probably will. Definitely. You know what? I'm cool with that. I'm fine with that. I have, you know, I have the patience for a three- to five-year plan but let's be realistic. Flores will probably be uh, have losing seasons the first two years and get fired, and then we'll bring in some other uh, coach who will pick up where he left off and
1: actually bring him to a Super
0: Bowl. Yeah. So sorry in advance, Brian Flores. So uh,
1: he's basically like our Tony Dungy, uh, and as soon as he leaves, we'll bring in someone else who will immediately win the Super Bowl. Well, Tony Dungy did win a Super Bowl at one right. point, so don't get me wrong.
0: I hope the best for Brian Flores. Um, I hope that he has the vision and the tenacity to stick with it coach these people up don't let him get rid of all the good rookies we have drafted and cultivated. keep that talent and uh yeah who knows now what disturbs me is i've seen a couple mock drafts now where the dolphins actually trade up to
1: get kyler murray from oklahoma (sighs) I hope that's not the case, Ryan, and it that would be just the sort of thing the Dolphins would do is uh, in desperation trade up for a guy, uh mortgage the future for a guy that that is a real gamble. Uh and uh I, I think that the rumor that they want to tank for Tua uh for Tua uh, w- is is really a better idea than uh, trying to reach for this guy.
0: Yeah, like put uh one of the quarterbacks who's already on the roster in, like fails or something. And let him just suck it all year. And then we won't have to trade up, mortgage our future, especially the mock draft I saw had us trading with the Bills. You never make a trade in your own division.
1: No, no, no. I heard the uh, 49ers are willing to trade back, uh, trade down in the draft, and they have like the number two pick, I believe. So uh, I think that would be a much better trading partner if that's the direction they decide to go. But I guess we're just going to have to wait and see, Ryan. Yep, that's coming in April. Let's the only football we have to look forward to for a while. Oh yes, that's right. Well, Ryan, it's the that time of year, the dark time of year without football, where the only thing we get to look forward to is the draft. And uh speaking of trades, the trade deadline in the NBA just came and went. Uh and uh Ryan, everyone's gonna be excited to hear that we've named our honorary Mason Jake as our new basketball correspondent. Yeah, especially Jake, because he's just hearing about it like right so now. Congratulations, Jake. You're the new basketball correspondent. Okay. <laughs> As we discussed last week, when Jake was on the show, uh, Jake is a huge basketball fan and a real officiato, uh, uh, as you would say, of, of, of basketball. So uh, we're going to bring him in at anytime there's something big happening, like the uh, uh, in the playoffs, or anytime some big news happens. And actually, uh, Ryan, we recorded a nice segment about the Miami Heat and the NBA last week, uh, but we ran a little over. So I think we're going to sh- go ahead and share that with the listeners now. We would be remiss if we did (laughs) not. So uh, let's go ahead and have a little flashback and hear what we recorded last week.
2: (laughs) Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball, because I'm gonna dunk it! Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme.
1: Yep, that's right. Uh, We're all from South Florida, or at least have lived there for a long period of time, and uh, we're fans of the Miami Heat, right, Jake? That's right, man. The Miami Heat are, if not
3: the best, one of the very best franchises in the history of basketball, and I'm not biased at
1: all when I say that. Yeah, I agree 100%.
0: It is certainly the best sports franchise in South Florida, bar none. Yeah, they're definitely run pretty
3: much like that, although they're in a weird little little bit of a funk right now but yeah overall body of work for sure they're the best well,
1: well i they're think they're paying, paying the price yeah, yeah. <laughs> still, paying, still paying, paying off
0: that that mortgage from uh the big three days yeah. indeed they are there's
3: no amount of fun that goes unnoticed
1: well i have to say the days of the big three with Bosch and Wade and LeBron those were some glorious heady days in South Florida and I remember watching the news as uh, the rumors were you know abounding that they were trying to close on that deal uh, and uh, I had some co-workers at the time who were who were like forget it man you're, you're dreaming there's no way that I'll, they'll get all three of those guys together but they did and um, I, I have to say it was glorious. <laughs> yeah
3: oh my god yeah i actually remember where i was when uh, i was watching the decision when lebron actually said that he's going to take his talents to south beach i was watching it with uh, my brother and one of my other friends and we were losing our minds we we couldn't believe it and we run it we're running outside screaming and yelling and then we stopped for a second and then we listen and we realize oh yeah this is south florida nobody gives a shit except like us three morons <laughs> But yeah, I was, oh my God, that was one of the best uh, sports moments for me anyways, because you just know, I mean, you've got LeBron, like Chris Bosh is the third best player on your team and he was in his prime. Yeah. I mean, he was a guy who was coming off of 25 yep. points and 10 rebounds and he's the third best guy on your team. It was uh, unbelievable feeling to get those guys.
0: And he was the alien. From the right. We also region, thought right? he may have
3: been an actual Raptor when he played for the Toronto Raptors. Thank God he shaved that <laughs> ridiculous haircut and actually was like, yeah, I'll look like a human being for a little while, but I never know. I may be a Raptor one day again.
0: Now, do you think well, the, team- uh, the, the big three days kind of led to this trend in the NBA nowadays where the players are recruiting each other and building these super teams and uh, yeah, Kind of, I, I don't, don't know think so. I th- I think that
3: it's making it different, but it, you know everybody resists change. Um, and, you know it's in one way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, but I don't think that they're ruining the NBA. And I do think that the Heat, um, kind of started that trend. I mean, it, they're not exactly doing it like today's stars are. They were all free agents, and they decided to uh, you know, meet in Miami. Um, the guys today are more you know, requesting trades. They don't want to be in a city anymore or they don't want to be with a certain franchise and they want to go team up before their contract ends. But yeah, Miami was the first real super team of guys who actually were free agents. They made a conscious decision. Hey, we're all going to team up rather than, you know, try to beat, uh, you know, whatever team at that time it was the Boston Celtics who actually had their own, you know, big three of uh, Garnett and Pierce and Alan, and uh, they just decided we're not going to keep getting beaten individually every single year, and we're going to team up and get rid of these dinosaurs, and they did.
0: Do you think this makes Charles Barkley (laughs) mad as hell? (laughs) Charles, what
3: sucks for him is when he was in Philadelphia, he did that. He was trying to get out of there. He made a big scene like, I I don't want to be in Philly anymore. I don't want to be in Philly. He got traded to the Phoenix Suns. And Phoenix kind of had an okay team, but they didn't have like a superstar. So he kind of did the dumb way of, uh, of you know.
0: Oh wait you're you're gonna you're gonna sit there and tell me that Thunder Dan Marley uh, was not a superstar? Yeah. Shame I'm on you, player, What is wrong with me? Oh <laughs> my
1: god. <laughs> well. You know the the heat uh, the heat have had a number of big team ups. Uh, I mean, you had uh, you had Morning mm-hmm. in the late nineties. Uh, I think Tim Hardaway was there back then, and then of course you had Shaq and Wade. Uh, that was that was pretty amazing when that happened. But nothing lives up uh, to those uh, heady championship days with the big three there. Now we mentioned earlier. That the team's in a little bit of a funk right now. Do you think that's because, uh, I mean, they sort of gambled or traded away all their picks. Yeah. Uh, they're still paying for those those championship um, rings.
3: Yeah, they did trade away a lot of their um, draft picks. They actually traded away a lot of important draft picks after LeBron had left. They, they made a trade for Goran Drogic uh, where they traded two first-round picks, one of which was mm. unprotected, which you don't see very much, especially not for a guy like mm. Goran Dragic who's good, but he's not a superstar. And right now, they have a team filled with guys who are kind of ranked, like, you know, if you were playing a basketball video game, they're all ranked 75 to 80. Like, there's no superstar, nobody sucks, but they're all, there's no, if they had Wade from 2010, this team would be perfect. Yeah, they would, they'd be killing it right now, but unfortunately, yeah.
1: The supporting cast away, get crash back. Yeah, and exactly. Have him, you know, but the unfortunately, they have 2019 playoffs,
3: Dwayne Wade, who also is like a 77 or a 78 or whatever, 80. And, uh,
1: well, I mean, he's older. He plays smart, but uh, those years of of being crashed, they certainly, Absolutely. certainly took a toll And, on and he's
3: body. still playing, actually, at a, at a good level. He's not a scrub by any means. He's he's just not the same guy. But he's playing a good role on this team, and he's he's had a couple really nice games this year.
1: Now I this just saw some highlights. Uh, I think they, he was playing the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the Knicks mm-hmm. just like a week or so ago. And he had some amazing yes. no-look pass assists. Uh, so they're they're definitely... They're definitely, uh, you know, and, benefiting And it's weird because
3: him, uh, the guy who I kind of compare to him at this stage of their career, not their games, but kind of like where they should both be is Carmelo Anthony. And I don't know if you guys follow basketball at all, but Carmelo Anthony is almost like an outcast. They came into the league at the same time in 2003. They're both kind of older. They, they're not the same guy they used to be. But Carmelo Anthony can't find a place in the NBA. He can't find a team he can't find anyone to to kind of latch onto and, and finish his career out where Dwayne Wade is uh, kind of flourishing he's doing the whole you know uh, retirement tour and um but he's still actually a, a good contributor on on a halfway decent team
1: well wade is is loved in south florida and so even though he decided to you know head off to the bulls for a little while to try to live that dream he always had a home waiting for him here and really he's kind of he's loved throughout the throughout the league and and that's pretty obvious from this retirement tour he's been going on trading jerseys with other players uh you know uh, greeting the fans that sort of yeah thing. it has and been i it's actually been awesome was not aware him. of how
3: popular he was throughout the league I, I thought he was like obviously he's the biggest um sports star in south florida like there's nobody who's even close not even dan marino i would say um is on Dwayne Wade's level just because he he's a, a multiple time champion, and uh, you know he was able to do some really amazing things down here. But I wasn't I, I just wasn't aware how big he was throughout the league. And it is really cool to see the the jersey exchanges with with all the the different players on the other teams. Sometimes there's guys who are you know former players coming out of the crowd doing jersey exchanges and it, it it's really awesome to see him get the love and he might even make the all-star team based on a fan love they uh they, he got i think the second most votes um in the eastern conference among guards which is yeah it's crazy oh, wow. uh, i didn't wow. see that happening he does deserve it he's <laughs> in good. my opinion he's probably one of the 25 greatest players of all time in, in the history of basketball um, once you get around number 20, it's, it's kind of hard to pick guys above him. He He's that good. And so, always uh, Jake
1: Wade County down here, that's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Everybody loves him. Everybody loves him. Especially if you go down, uh, further to South Florida, like in the Miami area or, you know, Fort Lauderdale or whatever, he's, he's a, he's a big hero and he's involved in the community down there. Jake, where do you think this uh, franchise is going over the next couple of years with Wade exiting stage left coming up at the end of this season? Uh, where do they go from Well, here? I think
3: this season, I think what they're going to do is they're going to trade a couple guys who have fallen out of the rotation, like Wayne Ellington and maybe, um, uh, Rodney Magruder, just because they, they, again, they, they're, they're kind of like they're log jammed. They've got all these guys who kind of can play the same position. They're all about as good as the next guy. And they're going to get rid of a couple of guys, I think, before the trade deadline, just to maybe get a draft pick, maybe to get, I don't know. I don't know what kind of player they could bring back where it would actually help them. I think more or less they're going to try to get some draft picks um, from whatever guys they can really uh, you know, sh- uh, ship off. But I, I think that will be Ellington and Magruder. But I, I think that the future beyond this season – if they're going to be realistic, would be to blow it up. Get what you can. I think they've done a good job this year of turning Josh Richardson and Justice Winslow into um, value. I think at the beginning of this year, Justice Winslow's value was almost nothing, and they uh, spolster put him in the point guard position, yeah. and he has really, really excelled there. He's done a pretty good job. And if I was them, I, I would, I would try to get, uh, you know. I either move on from these guys and, and completely rebuild um, or, you know, turn these guys into as much value as you can and try to get a, a superstar. like a. I thought at one point they were going to be able to get Jimmy Butler, but that didn't end up uh, happening. But I, I would rebuild. I would kind of just strip the team down if you can. Moving Hassan Whiteside seems like that's going to be impossible. Moving uh, Tyler Johnson as well seems to be impossible. Their contracts are really bad. They have, you know, too many guys on this team have they're they're overpaid a little bit. So if they could rebuild, I I think that's the way to go.
1: Well, uh, unfortunately, that means um, a couple of lean years coming up. Uh, It could be real tough in South Florida sports with the Dolphins and Heat both rebuilding at the same time. Uh, And I know there's some other like pro sports team down there, but who gives a crap?
0: Uh, No one cares about the Marlins and no one cares about hockey. Yeah. Major League
3: Baseball definitely doesn't
0: seem to care about the
3: Marlins, do they?
0: Good Lord.
1: (laughs) Ryan, that was very informative. I hope we got a lot of basketball fans out there because uh, Jake loves basketball.
0: Yeah. And if not, well, he also likes UFC. So do you want to hear about basketball or do you want to hear about people
1: just beating
0: the shit out of each other?
1: Yeah, I think, You know what? I think we're probably going to hear a little bit about both over the next few months. So uh, I look forward to Jake visiting us uh, often with these updates. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ryan, uh, I hope you've caught up on your Star Trek discovery, uh, because I know all of the listeners out there are way with bated breath for our review of the most recent episode.
0: Are they though? I mean, are they?
1: I mean I hope so, but I get the feeling that maybe not. <laughs> well, Ryan, I will tell you uh, that I've read recently that CBS is having some real success with Star Trek Discovery uh, and it's setting all sort of records for them with their CBS All access, bringing in all kinds of new uh, all kinds of new viewers. So uh, I'm just gonna hope that uh, everyone loves some Star Trek and uh, we could talk a little bit about uh, episode 3 that just aired last week.
2: face
1: a final frontier. So Ryan, uh, this week's episode was called Point of Light, and um, we got to catch up a little bit with those crazy Klingons from last season. Oh, those wacky motherfuckers. So uh, let's, let's jump right into that, because I think that was the best part of the episode, was uh, when we got to go catch up with uh, with the Klingons there. Uh, what did you think with our little visit to back to the Klingon homeworld? Uh, I mean, you know,
0: it was interesting. You can kind of see how Game of Thrones has had ripple effects through pretty much all media and all genres. Yeah, it had some um, um, repercussions and twists that uh, you didn't think were going to happen. But uh, they did, so...
1: I can see what you're saying, the different Klingon houses, that sort of thing, sort of jockeying for power, uh, you know, a Game of Thrones, if you will, uh, that sort of thing. But uh, I was kind of cool to um, catch up with uh, with Tyler, uh, you know, the uh, Klingon-turned-human, turned Klingon-turned-human again, uh, and see what he's up to. Uh, I did like that cool way that they, um, you know, they did that hollow, uh that hollow call between Michael Burnham and Tyler. uh, And they sort of did a little split screen there with one of them on each world. I thought that was pretty sweet, but uh, made me wonder uh, where's that technology later in the original series when they're just using view screens.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Also, they explained why all of the Klingons were bald in the first Mm -hmm. season. And now they have their hair back because I guess they shave their heads when they go to war. But I'm wondering, Do they shave everywhere? (laughs) You got to be sleek and hairless for war, Ryan.
1: I thought that was clear.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, hair, that's why, you know, when you go into the military Mm -hmm. nowadays, they shave your head because your hair can be used against you as a weapon. But I'm wondering, because they didn't shave me down there. (laughs) I mean,
1: I had to do it myself. So I'm wondering, oh, Jesus, the Klingons. Or- I, I don't know, Ryan, don't know. but while, while we're talking about the Klingons over there, the the bad, biggest badass moment of it uh, was when um, when Tyler and uh, uh, what's what's the Klingon's name? Laura is that her name? Uh, Lorel. Lorel. Uh, the two of them were uh, sort of about to get uh, cut down, uh, and then all of a sudden, Giorgio beams in with that cool like manta ray looking helmet uh, and the little drone, and just proceeds to annihilate. Uh, everybody around. I, I thought that was pretty sweet. Yeah, I think that drone is called um, Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> well, you know what that was, Ryan? And and, um, and it looks like Tyler, you know, they they had the whole thing with the fake heads of the baby and Tyler, and, uh, you know, she's mother now. Uh, so it was a good way to write Tyler off of the Klingon homeworld. But it looks like um, he's going to join Georgia's, uh, you know, Section 31 or, or whatever it is, the, the secret underground, uh, uh, you know, sort of like spy section of, of the Starfleet. Uh, it looks like he, maybe he's going to join that show and be part of her crew. They're certainly setting it up that, that way. Oh, pardon me.
0: I've been drinking. <laughs> um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so I think that, uh, yeah, we're going to see more of him. I
1: mean, to me, I, I really think, know, uh, I bad. think if he's going to be sort of the badass on that show uh, and go, I think he might fit in real well with Georgia. It makes me just a little bit more uh, excited about that episode or about that series when it shows up. Yeah, they definitely look
0: like this year they're looking to tie more threads together with uh, all the series that have gone before. Yeah,
1: and, and I, I kind of like that. And uh, speaking of that, we heard a little bit more about Spock, even though we still haven't seen Spock. Uh, at least we got to see his mother, Amanda, show up. But uh, it seems like um, there was just that one quick scene and then that uh, that whole plot thread was sort of relegated to the back burner. Uh, And instead, we got a lot more of Tilly. What are your feelings on Tilly, Ryan? I, yeah, she's, she's an interesting
0: character just because she's kind of like, has a personality where the audience of today can more easily relate to her than say
1: uh michael burnham i don't think a, a anyone can relate catapult. to michael burnham i mean really she's so standoffish but where are they going with this whole alien spore parasite thing uh where is this headed ryan i believe that they're going to probably use that as the
0: uh new conduit for their spore drive so the guy doesn't have to keep tripping balls every time they want to
1: oh it. so he's she's going to be their new captain their new pilot sort of when they uh, when they do these spore jumps then I think that's what they're leading all to, right. yeah. And I base that on absolutely nothing whatsoever. <laughs> uh, I, I see that, but uh, I think you might be right. I think that's where they're headed. After all, um, they had that giant space rock that they had to use to uh, rescue the people on the planet like last episode. So uh, maybe that's the way that they're headed. So, uh, All right, so um, that, that was episode three. Uh, generally, how are your feelings on this one, Ryan? Uh, did you like it more or less than the last couple? Uh, how are you feeling about this season three episodes in? Uh three episodes in this is
0: probably the best episode so far uh you know I'm I'm going to keep an open mind to it see where it goes hopefully it uh as is stays at a high quality
1: I feel like it was a lot of uh setup on good. this episode a little setup for the future I think that's mostly what seems to be happening so um while I enjoyed certain parts of this episode I thought it sure got off to a a bit of a slow start and uh, personally, I liked Tilly last season, especially in the Mirror Universe where she was uh, evil Captain Tilly, or she had to play evil Captain Tilly. But um, this season, her she's wearing on my patience just a little bit. So let's hope uh, next episode we get to actually find finally get to see uh, old uh, Square Jaw Spock. Uh, hashtag not my Spock, and uh, um, you know maybe a little less of the Klingons.
0: You know, be careful what you wish for. Once you get them, there's no putting that. Toothpaste and back uh, I'm tooth. just going to ask
1: one more thing about this episode, Ryan. Uh, Amanda and Michael Burnham had a little bit of a falling out there as Michael alluded to something that they uh, – some big argument or big falling out she had with Spock. Now, they keep alluding to this falling out but don't discuss it. Where are they going with this? Like what – what is it that she did to upset him so much? And why do I have the feeling that there's going to be some sort of romance plot between her and her brother? And, uh, I mean, you can't get much more game of Thrones than that.
0: Yeah. I think maybe she dressed him up in women's Mm -hmm. clothing and, uh, pulled his pants down Mm -hmm. and started mocking him. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what I would have done (laughs) if I was (laughs) right. I think you might
1: be right. (laughs) Right. I think you might be right. Okay. All right. So, uh, that's it for our thoughts on, uh, this week's, uh, a Star Trek Discovery episode. Uh, Ryan, I just want to take a second out here and uh, and thank all the fans out there. I don't think they realize how grateful we are for everyone who takes you know, 30, 45 minutes, an hour out of their time each week uh, to spend some time with angry masons and uh, basically uh, lets us fulfill the mission given to us by that Unicorn all those years ago. Well, you know, Dan, I actually what? had some thoughts on that.
0: You you, 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 you you gotta be fucking kidding me. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Who says that the Angry Masons don't have the best fans? Point them out and I will shoo them in their genitalia with swift and extreme prejudice. Our fans are such hot shit that we make them freaking honorary Masons. I'm not sure if you know this, but we're kind of a big deal. Our fans come from all walks of life and have great demands for their time and yet they take time out of their busy lives to give us a listen every week. Thank you. Thank you right in your pretty faces. I would hug you all in person, but some of you are too far away, and some others of you are men. You know what? Fuck it. I'll hug some of you dudes too, right around your fucking necks, and pull you in tight and whisper in your ear as sensual as a soft summer breeze and say, thank you. Especially you, Ray Two Times. Sorry for not giving you a shout-out last episode, so just mark yourself down for one hug next time I see you. It's gonna happen. And you, Homer, Jake, PDP, you honorary and OG fucking Angry Masons, you, you're all getting manly hugs next time I see you. I'm the not bitch! My heterosexual life partner, Angry Mason Dan, and myself are going to keep putting out podcasts until I have a sudden aneurysm during a rant remarkably close to this one. But don't cry for me, Argentina. If that's the way I go out, it'll be as I'm doing something I love. Putting out an amateurish, mildly funny 45 minutes to an hour recording every damn week. We appreciate our listeners and wish nothing but the best for each and every one of you. And if you're not down with that, I have two words for you. Oh gosh. And that's a brick of truth to your face. Courtesy of the Angry Masons.
1: Wow, Ryan, that was a strangely aggressive uh, bit of gratitude there. Yes. Mm. No. Yes. No. And and no, you don't apologize for it uh, because that's uh, that's how I feel. So I second that emotion. Uh, And with that, uh, I think that's going to be it for us this week. So uh, if you want to uh, express your feelings to Ryan uh, about his gratitude and maybe line yourself up for one of those big manly hugs that he wants to give you, you can reach us on Facebook.com/slash Angry Masons. You can reach us directly. Angry Masons at catlover.com, Ryan's favorite email address. You can always reach us on Twitter at AngryMasons. Masons.
2: <laughs>
1: you uh. can catch new episodes, soundcloud.com slash Angry Masons. You can catch us on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and now iTunes. And please give us a good review on iTunes so some more people can discover the amazingness of Angry Masons. Uh, you know, Ryan, uh, I seem to have fulfilled my obligation and got us on iTunes. Uh, How's the search for that sexy intern coming? Dan, not now, okay?
0: All right? I got his Jake, and, I mean, he has the sex appeal of a young Abe Vigoda, but Uh. I'm working on it, all right? Now's not the time. Have a great week,
1: everybody. Bye.